Yo, 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 what's up, everybody? I'm Vaughn. I'm Jenny. Thanks for rocking with us. And you're listening to Chameleon Love. Hey. Welcome back to another episode of Chameleon Love mm-hmm. Season 2. Mm. We season 2. Made it. Yes. Yeah. We are back. Gosh, I've missed you guys. Yes, yes. <laughs> Thank you all so much for rocking with us the entire season yes. one. And do me a favor if this is your first time listening, stop, go back to season one, mm-hmm. listen to all. 10 i think of those episodes i think we yes. have 10 episodes yes and that'll bring you up to speed right into season yeah. two so again thank you all for being avid listeners yes we appreciate uh, thank you all that. for your support and love we get a lot of comments and and um questions and so forth about when is season two coming back mm-hmm. so season two is finally upon you so <laughs> brace yourselves yeah so a lot of juicy information here oh yeah so yeah. I wanted to take the time with season season two, episode one, to just basically recap what's been going on mm-hmm. from, I'd say, probably for the past year, mm-hmm. from last June until this June. A lot has transpired for us. Um, we've had a lot of ups, but we've also had a lot of downs mm-hmm. that we weren't as honest as we probably could have been in terms of putting this information out. Yeah. So... You know, we pride ourselves on being very open and honest with mm-hmm. everybody. Yeah. Transparent. And tr- and transparent. Yeah. Um, so what we're going to do is talk about what's been going on with us and the issues that we've faced and how we have are. Well, I can't even say no. how we've overcome them, how we are <laughs> we're working through these issues. So yeah. sit tight, buckle up and here we go for a little ride. So just to kind of paint a timeline for you. We'll, and we'll kind of progress through. Last June, last June, June 1st, I was laid off from my job. At that time I was laid off, uh, my wife was also out of work as well. And we have uh, two kids at the time. We had Tyson, who at the time was four, and Ace, who at the time was about six months. Fast forward to, we want to say August? Yeah, probably around August. August. I, I didn't start working we were both out of a job, yeah. you know, over that time. And I didn't start working to the end of July. So fast forward to August. We're at home chilling. And, well, I'm at home chilling. My wife comes home and she looks at me. And what do you say? We're joking. We're making a joke, you know, about, man, we're glad we don't we don't have any more kids. <laughs> yep. We're joking about and this is it. We don't yeah, have any more kids. That's what you say. You were like, You're, I'm done. We're good. You know, we're we're good. And I just didn't, I didn't respond to your joke. I I couldn't laugh with you. So basically I made a joke. Yeah. And she wasn't laughing. And I was like, well, you know, we joke all the time. We're a very loving couple. We, you know, we we, we crack a lot of jokes on each other. Mm. So I'm like, why is she not laughing? Normally I would have. So then she just kept looking at me with this blank stare. And I'm like, why are you looking at me like this? Like, what's going on with you? And then she shook her head. And I said, you better not be pregnant. <laughs> and she kept looking with a straight at face. me with that blank stare and did not blink, did not say, no, I'm not pregnant, any She's of that stuff. She's kidding. I said, you got to be effing kidding me. Yeah. Yeah, actually, you know, you actually <laughs> got up and was like, Jen, you gotta be playing, cause I I I, I can't handle no goddamn kids. 
I can't, I can't do this shit. I can't handle more goddamn kids. That's really what you said. That is really what and I said. He in was the, like, the moment, yeah. that is exactly what I said. And I just looked at you like, well, should I? And I can't carry no more goddamn kids, you know? And she looked at me, and I was like, <sighs> so she said, well, I'm going to take another test. So I went. So at, well, after she actually, told me that, I left out the house. I, I was going to say, actually, to, you said. I had to leave. I had already taken two tests, so I I knew and what I the said, results well, were. I'm you. going to go buy my own test, <laughs> so you went and maybe the results would be different because I bought it. <laughs> so I went and bought another test. Yeah. And when I went and bought that test, came back home. I was gone for about maybe 45 minutes. I needed to clear my head, so came back, yeah. and she took the test. And by this time, I think you had already known you was pregnant for about, yeah. what, a day or so? Mm, actually, it was a couple of days. I knew I was pregnant all week. And then, yeah. Yeah, I didn't tell you to the end of the week. I actually called my best friend, Naj, and, and she took it with me over the phone. Yeah. So, you know, by the time I told you, I had already broke down, stopped, broke down again. You know, I had already had my, my moments. So. And see, here I am, happy-go-lucky, not, <laughs> not knowing that my life about to get turned well, I mean, I didn't know how to really tell you, you know, I just, I had already been going through my thing and it was, it was so traumatic for me to have a, my a life. six, seven month old and got just like a fresh prince say, got flipped, turned upside down. <laughs> yeah. Um, so she tells me this and I'm like, yeah. all right, so let me go get a test. So I went and got a test. I came back. She took the test. I didn't take it that night actually. Well, she didn't take it that night. She yeah. took it the next day. Yeah. But you took the test and it came back positive again. My heart dropped. Like yeah. we we both were unemployed. We had a four year old, a six month old, yeah, and now we're pregnant unexpectedly again. with our third child. And I cannot tell you that I wanted to have this child. And that's just being completely transparent with you. I wanted my wife to have an abortion. Yeah. That's the honest truth. I mean. And it sounds crazy saying it out loud, but this is my truth. And if that makes me a bad person or that makes somebody look at me sideways, then so be it. It's my truth. And everybody has things that they say and do that maybe they're not proud of or, hey, that's just a part of who they are, who they were. And that's just what it is. I didn't want this baby. I didn't want it at all. And I don't think any either one of us wanted. Yeah. Wanted the baby but the at the same you know? time, you were like, I can't have another abortion because you had an abortion when you were in yeah. high school. Yeah. So. You were like, I remember how I felt then. I can't have another abortion. I won't have another abortion, essentially. Um, and I mean, I didn't feel like that at first. You know, it took me some time to come to that conclusion because in the beginning, I was thinking the same thing you were thinking. I was like, okay, maybe, you know, we I can go through, the, through with this abortion. We can have it and, you know, just move on through life. But, uh, you know, as time went on, I, I just realized that. I couldn't, it took me some years. It took me a very long time, over 10 years for me to get over that experience. And, and you know, that wasn't even with my husband, you know, that was, it was you know, this random guy. Yeah, so. And, and, and so I, 
I, I was trying my best to be as sensitive and as considerate as possible, but every part of me in that moment wanted to be selfish. And and be honest with you, you just sucked. I, I like, did. I, I did. I mean, <laughs> you know, I don't think there's that, any. That I mean, it. it I, nice I had my it. mindset on. I was good with Tyson and Ace. I did not want to have any more kids. That's true. And so finding that out, I was, I was heart. I was heartbroken. I was heartbroken, and I felt like, all right, well, we're we're pregnant, but we'll just go ahead and get this abortion. Nobody will ever know, and we'll just keep it moving. And I think we we used to joke about that, like, oh man, if we we get pregnant, man, we gonna go ahead. And so in my mind, that's what I was thinking. I was like, oh, okay, we'll just go ahead. Like know, we talked about, like we talked about, and we'll go ahead and keep it moving. Nobody will ever know, and we'll be this perfect little couple that everybody think we are, even though we're not. Everybody think we're this and that and so forth. So we'll just keep it moving. And when we finally came to, or when you finally came to the conclusion that that wasn't going to happen and we were going to have this baby, I knew in my mind it was either you have the abortion and resent some of me or you, or you don't have the abortion and I may resent some of you. Somebody was going to have some type of pushback, pullback, resentment, whatever you want to call it, towards the other because we were split. Nobody, you know, yeah. you wanted to do one thing, I wanted you to do the other thing. But ultimately, I couldn't. Obviously, I couldn't force you to do it because it's your body. I, yeah. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not Alabama. I'm. I'm pro. It's your body. You figure out what you want to do with yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, I appreciate. You know, I, I appreciate your support in that manner. But in the beginning, I just be honest. We, I didn't really have your support at all. You know, can we, through. Can we, can we get to that point? We ain't got to that point yet. Yeah. No, I'm just saying. Like, I didn't have your support at at all mentally even remotely no, thinking you about didn't have my support in any type of way because i my mind was set on i did not want to have this baby i i it's that's just being honest like my mind was set on it and i was hurt i and you know what i felt betrayed i felt betrayed because of what we had talked about right at the time what 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 we had talked about was this is what we were going to do if this happened. And then it, when it didn't, I was like, man, what we talked about is not happening. And let's be honest. We both felt betrayed. I felt betrayed too. Why? Because I didn't get a vasectomy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about that. Put that out there first. I think that was, that's necessary okay, to so say. So I agreed to have a vasectomy after Ace was born. Yes. And I said, okay, I'll get it at the end of the I'll get it at the end of the year. At first, you were and like, we didn't make it to the I'll end get, of the year. yeah, exactly. I'll get it before the end of the year, and and I chose against all my will. I, I you know all my thoughts. I did not want to go back. You know, uh, utilize birth control any any longer. And I told you that, and I was like, all right, I'm gonna do this for six months. I'm gonna be done. And I just felt betrayed because. All right. Well, both of us felt betrayed, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So. But I, I, so it was just hurtful. So yeah. So to kind yeah. of fast forward to what she was saying about me not being um, supportive, I wasn't. I wasn't supportive at all. Like, it. I was very cold. I was very harsh. Um, 
you know, we went for a period of about a month where we didn't talk. We obviously we had to speak to each other in order to handle certain things when it came to the boys and stuff. But we didn't communicate at all for a, like effectively for about a month or so. Yeah, I think it, it was it, it, definitely it was, longer than a month. It was it was a long time. Um, and, you know, I sought advice from some of my, uh, you know, advisors and, and my mentors and just it, it's some things they were saying were resonating. But for the most part, I still felt the way I felt. I felt betrayed and I felt like, you know, why can't we just do what we said we was going to do and move forward? And in that time. And I want to apologize to all of our fans, all of our listeners that we have. I want to apologize for not being as honest as we could have been with you guys on season one. We were super honest, but there were some things that we kind of held back on. And I promise to never do that again. There were times where we would come to the studio and record our podcast. And we hadn't really talked to each other all day. Yeah. You know those songs? Yeah, several podcasts. <laughs> we would come here, we would record our material, and we wouldn't have said maybe a couple of sentences to each other the entire day. And even those sentences probably were child-related for Ace and Tyson. And, you know, it did kind of make me feel hypocritical at the time because here we are talking about being open and honest and having a chameleon love and loving this person in the season that they're in and everything the premise of chameleon love stood on not everything but the a, a big foundation that it stood on we weren't exhibiting yeah but I, I mean i think it's necessary to point out too that you know not at all make an excuse we definitely apologize to our listeners and we want want to be tr- you know we try to be transparent transparent as possible but I think in that time, you know, it's necessary for us to also realize that we were not ready to face our own truth and reality. And when, because we weren't ready to face that, it's not like we could really tell it to anybody else because we were trying to figure out what that meant to us and what that meant for us in the moment. And so... I think also, I like, for, for myself, I wasn't in a good space. I wasn't in a good headspace, and you know, I wasn't suicidal or uh, or any of that stuff like that. But I just wasn't in a good space. I, I started having anxiety issues. You know, I, I wasn't depressed. I can't say I was depressed. I think I had more anxiety than anything. Thinking about what's to come. Thinking about the fact that I was unemployed. You had just started, and we yeah. had two little children. And we're getting ready to have a baby. And I'm like, how the hell did I get myself into this situation? Because I felt like I, t- I took the blame for it. I think I told you, like, I took the blame for it. Like, how did I get my, how did I let it get to this point where yeah. I got myself in this predicament? Now, the flip side of that, I was thankful it wasn't like no side chick baby or nothing like that. It was a baby that was uh, with my wife. Yeah. Because <laughs> that was a that you know that would have been a whole yeah, other I, I situation lost my life but um <laughs> i'm glad i'm glad that didn't happen and oh, so well. that was the only flip side to it like okay you i'm know. having this child it's with my wife this third child with my wife i'm thankful for that but you wouldn't have I lost still, your life though 
I might have lost a leg or something like that. Yeah, I mean, Maybe yeah, but you could, yeah, yeah, you could still see with the other one. Maybe a nipple, something like that. <laughs> so, you know, in the in the midst of all that, I found out that I needed to go to counseling, and even that, so I was still in denial. It took me a long time to get to that point where I was comfortable enough with going going to therapy and talking about anxiety issues. I had never had anxiety. I didn't know what I knew, kind of what it was, but I looked at it like I don't have it, so. I'll, I didn't worry about it. But would you also say that even though we weren't as transparent transparent as we could have been on season one, wouldn't you say that the podcast helped us to work through? Yeah, I think the podcast in a in a weird twisted way, the podcast brought us closer. It did it did bring us closer because it forced us to have a conversation with each other. Many conversations. Even though we may have not spoken to each other maybe two sentences the entire day and i'm or, talking about from us getting up at six o'clock a.m yeah. until we go to record at like seven o'clock we at may night. have we argued had any conversation but the podcast Dude. forced us to talk to each other it forced us to hear each other and so in a in a strange and weird way it actually kind of helped um present therapy to us by talking out certain things um, I can't say that it instantly made the situation better because we still went home and we still struggled through things, but it was it was a big help. And to the listeners telling us, man, y'all podcast helped me through X, Y, and Z, or yeah. y'all podcast brings life to me. You know, you, you, you know it's, it's good to see black love, um, you know, being being presented on a on a on a scale like this and. And that actually helped me continue on, um, you know, as well. But I think that also I was just I was just thinking in my mind, like, man, this person just don't know. Like my wife and I ain't talked all day. This this is probably the first time that we've had a conversation with each other the entire day. And, you know, it it, it made me sad that I wasn't supportive through the vast majority of her pregnancy, to be completely honest. We, we just had Kano May 5th, yeah. and I didn't Mayo, fully accept that he was coming regardless until, I'd say, April. Probably like the beginning, like a month before he was born, I think is when I finally said, okay, this is happening. There's nothing you can do about it. Accept it. Embrace it. It's your seed. It's your child. You made him. You had to take that responsibility on and you got to make the most of what you have. And it took me that much time to fully accept my son. I denied him for eight months in the womb. And that makes me feel like crap. And it honestly does. Like, I look at him now. I hold him. I love him. We, you know, I play around with him. And I'm just looking like, man, like, I really denied you, little buddy, and I'm sorry. You know what I'm saying? Like, it it it, it makes me feel it makes me feel some type of way. I don't think of myself as a bad person for feeling the way I felt because I'm human. But I also look at it like, man, like you almost wasn't here, and it's like, just you ask any parent when their child is born, they can't imagine life without that child now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I can't imagine my life without all three of my boys. So that's a big thing. One thing I want to ask you is during your pregnancy, 
as non-supportive as I was, how how did that how did that make you feel? This made me feel lonely, unpretty, and unwanted in every capacity. Like you know, you talk a lot about you feeling betrayed, but you know, I kind of interjected in, in the beginning because I think it's necessary to to point out that we both felt betrayed, and um, you know, I just felt like yeah, the, how dare you? not want this child but you reneged you right. know but then at the end of the day we both were very aware <laughs> of what it took you know what it took to have a baby so you know regardless of who didn't do what we, I, you know at some point we both we both did it we both gotta own that our parts in that and I think that's initially what and then the deeper part nobody really wants to hear it in the moment but the other part is that you know we're very faith filled people and so we believe right. that everything is it happens for a reason and, and and ultimately now we now know that we were supposed to have th three children regardless right. of whether or not we wanted them or not it wasn't it was out of our control and we do, you know, try to control those circumstances. But we were supposed to have three children, and, and that's God made it that way. Sure. And here we are. But it did make me feel very lonely, and I really had to dial into my support system that I had and my friends. And thank, you know, thank God my, my best friend was on the phone when I took the test. So, like I said, she was very supportive and and she know she she could she could vouch that I was very distraught because my biggest thing was how was I, how was I gonna tell my husband who I know didn't want any more children that I was pregnant again and you know you think like oh it's your husband you know it should be easy telling him but it's it wasn't it wasn't for me so I I can't tell you that I didn't know what was gonna happen to us. Like, I know in the past we've never no, ever had an argument that actually had us contemplating divorce or anything like that. But I didn't know. I didn't know what you were going to do. I didn't know. I mean, I didn't think you were going to leave or anything like that. But in the back of my head, I really didn't know because I you mean, weren't in a good space, in a good headspace. And Yeah, I, I, I wasn't And in I didn't know space. what to do with that because I had never known. I also didn't know that you had anxiety. Like I didn't, you know, and anxiety can, you know, it can transition into stress. And high stress levels gives, a, gives you a different person. And so you were a different person. I didn't know who you were in that space. I'd never seen you before. You know, I'd never, I never, I, I didn't recognize you. I no longer recognized you in that space. And that's what made me have, you know, had me thinking like, who am I married to? Like, who is this person? And how do I, how do I learn to love him through that? Well, I, I, I'll say that divorce was never, ever crossed my mind. I mean, you know, yeah. I'm not going to divorce you for having my child. You know, that that wasn't an option. Now, if you'd have told me you was going to have Kent Lowe's child or something like that, then, <laughs> then it probably would have been an option. Have another dude's child. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then you probably would have had to think about it. Pack your bags. 
head to the house. Not my house. Somebody else's house. Come on. But, Bible um, says love. From afar. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> love through it all. Yep. Thick and thin. The good and the bad. I love you through it. Having to you hold. just won't be living here while I'm loving you through it. <laughs> um, but, oh, but, but yeah, that was never... That was never on my mind. Like, divorce never crossed my mind. Yeah. It was just, I was dealing oh, with glad. some issues. I was dealing with some demons. I had some anxiety that I didn't even know. I was like, I don't get anxiety. I don't get depressed. I don't get stressed. I don't get none of that stuff. But I definitely dealt with anxiety. And which, as I mentioned earlier, um, it, it kind of encouraged me to go therapy i think you're extremely stressed uh you you won't I don't know, you I don't, I don't won't know. admit I, I can't that. say i was stressed i i don't think i was stressed i i don't know if anxiety and stress is the same thing i don't no, think it I, is it's very it's it, it goes I hand in hand though he had some anxiety that was that that had kicked in that had settled in it goes hand in hand i know that and i know that you know you being a strong man that you are it's hard sometimes well, I, I look at it like admit. this no 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 no. i look at it like this with stress i would have been thinking about oh man how i'm gonna provide for them i don't know what i'm gonna do to provide and i don't know i don't have a job and da, da, da. i wasn't my thing was i don't want another kid right. and now that i'm getting ready to have another kid I can't travel like we had planned on traveling. Right. I can't do this. I can't do that. Uh, Which it was like whatever I had planned in my head, it wasn't coming. It wasn't going to come to fruition the way I had it planned. So that's where the anxiety came from. I don't think it was stress. But though. I think those are stressors, like how to provide. Like I would, I, I would vouch to say that you not thinking like, oh, how am I going to provide? How am I going? No, but. It is a stressful situation. It can Bringing be to some, but it I, another I child. I th- I think it was. Maybe I mean, you I'm, were, I, I but think I can't. No, I can't I, say I, was. I think sometimes you can see something in your partner that they can't see in themselves. And but how do you know to call it stress? Because you can you see what it's doing to that person. So like, you don't think anxiety can do that by itself? I think it. I no. I, I well, think I think they go in. I think they go hand in hand, and I think it's necessary for you to realize that. I don't think that they go hand in hand. I do. I, I would. I will, I would I will agree to disagree. I would, I would venture to say if you talk to a licensed therapist about that, that mm-hmm. it can. I'm not saying that it it couldn't it can but i I don't think it always it always goes i think you always can i think it is it's it's good for you to know that when you're with a partner there are some things that your partner can see in you that you can't and you may not realize it and recognize it yourself but because that other person has lived with you, have loved you, have, you know, is so used to you. This is every day for that other person. You know, we talk about sometimes, oh, I know you better, you know, better than you know yourself. Okay. Well, if that's the case, then you have to understand that there's some things that you may see in me that I may not recognize that I'm facing and that I am portraying and, and vice versa. And I feel like in that in that space, you couldn't see yourself because of your anxiety. Your anxiety wouldn't allow you to see 
what I saw or feel I, I get that. I get that. what I felt. I think on this one, I think we'll have to agree to disagree on that because it was it was stressful dealing with you babe that's why okay I'm, what it I'm was saying. stressful that's definitely different. stressful that's dealing with different. you but it was stressful with you dealing with that's, me too that's different no no no. don't don't put emotions in my body I, I i you said it was stressful dealing with me and it was stressful for you too I, it wasn't stressful I, for you i too. get what you're saying if it was stressful for you so it may have came off as if i was stressed out again i'm gonna have to agree to disagree with you on that because I don't think I was stressed out more than I was um, trying to deal with the the built up anxiety that I had. So you call it one thing, I call it another thing. The fact of the matter is, it was not a good look for me to be uh, non-supportive of you. Um, being that for the past two pregnancies, I had been supportive of you and not empathizing with your body going through two pregnancies in 16 months or delivering two kids in 16 months. It's a lot of stress on your body. That's a lot of pressure on your body. I can't imagine what you had to feel or deal with um, during that time. And on top of having two small kids and on top of your husband not being supportive. So it was a lot going on with you in that regard. And I wasn't being empathetic because at the time I was being selfish, to be honest. I was trying my best to come out of my funk and be there mentally and be there emotionally. But man i there was a stronghold over me that i just could not get out of i could not shake and even in eventually landing the job that helped a little bit but it still was the the glooming fact to me at the time was we're still having this kid and there was nothing that i could do about it so when i finally came to the acceptance point right before kano was born um it felt like a, a relief over me. It felt like a release of pressure that was there for whatever reason. Um, I don't know. It was a. It was like a. Okay, this is happening, you know, and accept it and make the most of it. And that's what I've been trying to do since he's been here. Been trying to make the most of him being here. Um, I, I don't feel like when he was born, we, him and I had a real connection because I didn't talk to him as much. And I know you used to call me out on that. You used to be like, you don't talk to him as much. and But I didn't talk to him as much because I was in that space. I was still somewhat in denial. And I had to overcome that denial in order for me to get to a space where I can accept it and then I could talk to him. And, you know, now him and I are starting to develop a bond, starting to develop a relationship. When he was born, I didn't have that with him that I had with Tyson, that I had with Ace when they were first born. And I feel bad about that because I don't ever want him to grow up and hear this podcast and feel like, dang, Dad, like, that's how you felt about me? Like, you know, I, I'm, yeah, I'm sure I'll have to have that conversation with him when he's older. If he ever goes back in the archives in 15 years and pulls this podcast and here's this, it might be a conversation I'll have to deal with and hey, we'll have to have a, 
of a father to son talk at that time and you know go to it from there hopefully he does hopefully he doesn't have any resentment when if and when he hears this but you know that's something that i'll have to deal with if it ever comes up at that time and you know i love him to death now and i would never want him to feel unloved or not wanted you know what i'm saying right i mean i think that is just necessary like a lot of times as, as people we just try to mask situations and try to make them appear to be better than what they really are and that's just not that's just not what it is it's not healthy you know we talk about mental health all the time and and that is just not that's not what what you should do yeah i think um you have to be honest with yourself and 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 facing what you feel and how you feel about it and be unapologetic about it so whether people agree with it or not whether it's wrong or right you know that's not for you know anybody else to judge that's you have to you have to live with that and you have to deal with that and and um i think either way is it's opening up a door for you to learn and and to help somebody else through something so tough because i I think one of the bigger things that helped me um difficult situation there's a there's a quote one of my favorite quotes probably like my top three favorite quotes all time um it, there's always this big mystery around who said this quote. Some people say Bob Marley, some people say Bob Dylan, and some people say another guy that came before them. I don't know which one. When I saw it, it had Bob Dylan under it, but Bob Marley could have easily said it before. But it says, some people feel the rain, others just get wet. And I had to read that about three times before I really understood what that meant. Some people feel the rain others just get wet and that means that i took it as in life some people feel what's going on some people are living in the moment to know what's going on to hear it to use all of their senses to be a part of the moment and then others are just there existing existing you're there physically but emotionally socially psychologically psychologically spiritually you're not there you're you're a you're a a body you're a host is what they call it in the science world you're a host and you're just here but everything else is clocked out and i don't want to be that person that hates to go home doesn't want to come home that you know it's just existing do you feel like you were just existing in that situation though do you I think do, so a little bit I did. so certain circumstances can cause you to just exist absolutely you there's a lot of circumstances that know can what cause to do you just with those emotions and not be a part of it and i think counseling helped me out a lot therapy helped me out a lot going to therapy and talking through my emotions and seeing what stemmed from you know why were i feeling these uh emotions and why was i feeling this anxiety and how can i overcome it and i think some of the techniques that was taught to me and that was recommended to me helped me come through this anxiety and i still i'm still working through them yeah but i'm nowhere near in the place that i was back in september no i think the biggest thing that we can't absolutely can't overlook is that we had a support system and we still have a very strong support system that helped us to 
sort through these emotions too because i mean it's yes, necessary yes, it's very necessary to point out that you know i had very you know close girlfriends that i i entrusted with this information and you know shiv and devon uh, shiv and olin you know um your 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 best friend and you know kano got parents and and they were the first to really know yeah. what was going on and i mean i'm just thankful that we had an outlet yeah, and, 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 and someone and I that wanna, <laughs> I want to give a shout out to Olin too, man. Yeah, I, like, whenever I talked to Olin about that, man, he he was like, you know, because he had been he had been there before. He has three kids, so he, he's been there before, and he was like, man, he's like, are you kidding me, man? Kids are a blessing. Like, dog, you better you better be thankful. You better pray this baby comes through and has all his senses and toes and fingers and all this stuff, and, and be thankful for it. And, and I'm thankful. I'm time, thankful you had that because that's the that's probably the farthest from your mind, you know. It was the farthest caught from up my in mind. your emotions. But I always also had, you know, Siobhan who's there, and who could cry with me or could listen to me cry, <laughs> because that's all I didn't know what to do with all those emotions either. So, um, you know, you know, you know, now that when I don't know if you remember, but we we thought about. Man, you know, in that situation, having them there, who could be kind of his godparents, and mm-hmm. you know, and then thought about my girlfriend, who could be his godmom, and, and you know, and now all of them are in, you know, are in his life, but on a deeper level, right? And um, you know, it's because of that. Final thought. So, how do you think we're working? Because we're still not a hundred percent there, and I don't think no one ever is a hundred percent there. How do you think we're still working through? our emotions working through you know having three kids the, the moving pieces that comes along with that how, how do you think we're, we're doing yeah we're, we're i think through that you know prayer <laughs> is helping us to do that you know our, our our church family you know is is helping us to work through it and by the grace of god i think that we're not doing too bad no and um the kids aren't missing a beat we may be very sleep deprived and exhausted and and disconnected you know intimately because let's just you know let's just put that out there when you got everything going on you know you don't really have the the energy to exert to one another because you're pouring out in so many other ways and then the balance is to try to find our way back to one another and um we just celebrated another anniversary Mm-hmm. And six years. Six years. And we and have a five-year-old, a seventeen-month-old, and a one-month-old. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, even in the anniversary, I felt like I, I felt kind of robbed. <laughs> cause yeah. Cause I, I expected pregnant. to do something else, be doing something else, and celebrating six years. But you know, instead, we were we were getting ready to give birth. Yeah. Or you were getting ready to give birth. Yep. To another, you know, to our, our our third edition. So I would say that we are slowly working through, just working through the madness, you know, the the adversity. I would say that because it's not always madness, right? No. <laughs> it's like chaos. But it's like chaos, but you know, is we have our moments, and there are some moments where I feel like I'm doing really, really well, and some moments where I feel like I'm doing really, really bad. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, I think that us not being hostile to one another, I think that we've learned to love each other a little bit more. And I think that we are exerting a little bit more energy 
to one another. Whereas, um, you know, it was difficult for us to do that in the beginning. It's helping us to get back to a good place. We're still not back to that place. And now that the kids, you know, the kids are out of town right now. So, you know, a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. At first, you know, I, I think I talked to you about them going out of town. And I remember you saying, you know, I don't want them gone. But for X amount of weeks. And I was like, listen, we need this time. And I think you were actually kind of, you know, on the on the fence about sending Ace because he is so young, you know. I was. But. I was thinking to myself, like, we need this time. We need this time to regroup for them. We need this time to regroup for us. And also, we need this time to connect with this, you know, our third son. And so, I we are truly blessed to have the support system that we have in our God mom who allows us to do these things and, and to be able to be the best that we can be for ourselves. I, I really think that it's time for us to get back to who we are, too. I, I don't know about you, but I feel like I lost myself in that transition of of um, of chaos, of brief chaos there. Yeah, I think you know? we both kind of lost ourselves in there. And, so. and, and this road to, you know, figuring out our new normal, our our, our new life, our new path, um, obviously isn't going to be an easy road, yeah. which most roads aren't. But um, as long as we're willing to put forth the effort and be intentional about the things that we do for each other, with each other, and growing as a family, yeah. I think we'll do fine. And shout out to the intentional couples, you know, with the de- with the deans and mm-hmm. and and gra- church, greater church, and in the the couples Bible study, the marriage Bible, you know, those types of things too. Because without those types of networks, you know, it it, it could be much worse, a sure. much worse situation. But somehow, some way, you know, we we, we tend to be grounded. And so I'm just I'm thankful for the outlet that we do have. 100% agree. All right, that's all the time we have for uh, this episode. We want to thank everybody for tuning in and listening to us. Yes, um, thank, thank you all so much for your patience. Yes. Um, for us being away so long, um, but we're back now. Yes, we we're truly be appreciate some episodes you. here, probably um, pretty much back to back to back every Tuesday. So keep tuning in for Tuesdays to listen to Chameleon Love. You can hit us up on the Chameleon Love podcast on IG. And um, any questions or comments that you have for us, if you if you want to be a guest on the show, please DM us at Chameleon Love Podcast. Um, and we would love to um, have you on the show. Any comments, you know, say if you have any questions or comments, too, about any episodes that we do have, you know, feel free to drop a message. DM or um, leave a comment. Love to interact. All right. Thank you so much. Again, um, you can hit me up personally on IG at Vaughn underscore tough. Um, That's Vaughn underscore tough on IG. And I am Jenny Grind. All right. Thank you all so much for rocking with us and listening to Chameleon Love. Love.